Hello, listeners. And by listeners, I mean Dr. Henry. I'm looking at you. I mean, not literally, of course, but you get it. My name is Brandy Perkins, or as the students in my eighth grade field experience class call me, Miss Perkins. I'm trying to get used to people calling me by my last name because I still think it's a little weird, but I digress. Today on this wonderful podcast, we are talking all about grading. This podcast is intended for anyone who has been through the educational system, is looking to work in it, currently works in it, has children in the system, or just has questions in general about grading. Most of us, especially American citizens, know what grades are or know what it feels like to have been graded in school. Typically, our experiences with grading vary substantially from person to person. Therefore, grading as a whole is often incredibly difficult to talk about. In the book Grading for Equity by Joe Fieldman, he writes, Grading is arguably the only aspect of schools in which the power dynamic between the teacher and her supervisor is inverted. Most teachers detest the act of grading. It's unpleasant, time-consuming, and anxiety-provoking. I believe that the reason teachers struggle with the idea of grading is from a lack of experience and psychological knowledge of our students. To help me learn about these diverse experiences with grading practices, I interviewed three people with distinctive educational backgrounds. The first person I interviewed was my roommate, Summer Freeman. She is from Sycamore, Ohio, went to Mohawk schools from K through 12, and is now studying at the University of Finley. The second person I interviewed was my friend, Tiffany Chumley. Although she is from Clyde, Ohio, she has moved around the Northern Ohio area quite a bit. She went to several different schools and has a diverse background with different teachers' grading practices in different districts. The last person I interviewed is a peer of mine, Kelsey Hawk, originally from Florida. She graduated high school in Illinois, obtained her bachelor's degree at Tiffin University, and is now working on her master's degree at Bowling Green State University. I chose Kelsey to participate in this discussion because she has experience in different schools across different states. Some people might not know this, but standards vary from state to state because state governments oversee education. This includes grading. Although all of the participants have a diverse background and have been to several different schools and districts, their responses to grading were all somewhat similar. Each participant explained that their grading system was based on the traditional 100-point scale. Fieldman and Grading for Equity explains that in the 100-point grade system, students are assigned something that is worth a certain amount of points. Points are then divided into a percentage, which is their grade. It is typically the easiest way to grade because you just take points awarded over points possible to get the overall score. When asking participants about how this grade scale made them feel, they all had some pretty strong opinions. Kelsey, for instance, when reflecting on this topic, said, and I quote, The point system is arbitrary, or the failing system, as I like to call it, is arbitrary. She explained that in the failing system, where students are quite literally given an F for failure, they just aren't learning anything. Tiffany and Summer said similar things related to this concept of, and I quote, the failing system. Summer explained that in one of her classes, she was given a D minus, just because the teacher didn't want her in the class anymore. A D minus in her school was considered a passing grade, so basically the teachers just didn't have to deal with her anymore. Although she passed the class, she explained that she was never motivated to learn, especially because she knew the teacher didn't like her. And she was in fact demotivated completely by the overall grade system and the point system. She said that whenever she got a bad grade, it just made her angry and made her not want to do the class anymore, especially with zero, especially with zero tolerance policies. 
Another thing that every participant mentioned was how if you didn't turn something in, you would automatically get a zero for those assignments. Tiffany expressed that it didn't matter what was going on in my life. No one cared that I was constantly switching schools and was mentally exhausted from having to start all over again. My teachers especially didn't care and they never took the time to get to know me. No one ever asked me what was going on or why I was missing stuff. They just gave me a zero and moved on with their day. Summer also expressed a lack of connection to students who have the zero tolerance policy when it comes to assignments. She explained that in high school, she was in sports and often didn't have enough time to do the assignments. She said, since homework was there so many points, my grades sucked, even though I knew what I was doing. When I asked Kelsey if they had the zero policy, she said yes, and not only would you not get points for missing or late assignments, but they would take away other stuff too. You might get your clip removed. These clips represented behavior. Green was for good, yellow is like you've been rocky, and red is they will call your parents. Not only would you get your clip moved where everyone could see it, but they would take away recess from you. When I asked her about how this made her feel, she said she remembers sitting inside crying because she was seeing all of her peers enjoying themselves and taking a brain break when she couldn't because she missed an assignment. Even though these three people went to different schools, their experiences were similar and they were primarily negative for the most part. Honestly, as a future educator, it made me really upset to hear that we put so much pressure on our students and on their grade that they're crying inside of our classrooms. Stemming back to Joe Fieldman's work in grading for equity, he debunks the use of the 100-point system. He explains that the scale is disproportionately weighted toward failure and therefore sends the message that failure is more likely than success. When examining the 100-point scale, the passing portions are in much smaller sections than the fail portion. The divisions are completely disproportionate. Going back to Kelsey's originally, original statement of the interchangeable use of the words point system and fail system, she's technically correct. These words could, could be used interchangeably because it is a system that values failure over success, according to Fieldman and according to educational researchers like Fieldman. To correct the disproportionality with a 100-point scale, Fieldman rec recommends implementing a minimum grade scale. With minimum grading, failure is still technically possible, but the grade system is more proportionate. Essentially, the lowest grade possible in a minimum grade system is a 50%. When there are less possibilities to fail students, students are more motivated to succeed and take accountability for their own learning and their own grade. One thing that all three of my participants expressed at the end of their interviews was their lack of motivation to do better because they were inside a system where they were destined for failure. In Fieldman's Three Pillars of Equitable Grading, he explained that grading must be accurate, bias-resistant, and, intrinsic, and, and intrinsically motivated. The grading system implemented in my interviewees' schools was not successful because it didn't obey these rules at all. Grading was biased towards people who turned everything in, turned everything in on time, made sure that they were punctual with their assignments. Um, so therefore, those people, it was biased against people that were busy. And as we all know, people get busy. Not only was the grading biased towards these people, but it was also inaccurate. As we've already discussed, the 100-point scale that was being used in all three of these people's schools was disproportionate. 
So the grade system didn't make any sense. Therefore, there was no intrinsic motivation to do better and to have better grades and to take accountability for their grades. After having this interview, um, there's a few things in my future classroom that I would like to recommend and implement. Um, in my future classroom, I wanna implement a minimum grading scale so students are encouraged to take charge of their learning. I also wanna change the weight of homework assignments instead of um, exams. They shouldn't be weighted the same. Having a zero on a homework assignment should not completely bring down a student's grade. Our grading system needs to be proportionate. Education is about learning content, improving, and developing skills about and developing skills. It's not about punctuality, and it's not about making sure everything's turned in. Although turning in assignments and developing accountability should be taught in schools, we should be focusing less on the amount and more on the quality. Students shouldn't be going in feeling like they're destined for failure because they're put inside a system that's designed for them to fail. Overall, I just want to end by saying this. Martin Luther King Jr. got a C in public speaking, but that didn't discourage him because he had a dream. We need to start teaching this to our students instead of teaching them that they're in a system that they can't change and they can't make a change. And that's all I have to say. Thank you for listening to me. It was fun and we'll catch you next time.